G3 Assistance through Virginia's community colleges is your pathway to a new future, helping those who qualify pay for school and train for the right career, right where you are, right now. Learn more at vccs.edu forward slash G3. This week on After the Bell, the Royal Rumble's just days away, and we've got you covered with a full breakdown as the road to WrestleMania begins. Plus, WWE Network is moving to Peacock. I'll tell you why this is great news, despite what the internet has to say. And ahead of his massive WWE Championship match with Drew McIntyre at the Royal Rumble, Goldberg joins the show. We'll give you our Royal Rumble predictions and so much more. ATB's back, and it starts right now. Welcome, welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves. They let me have my show back. Finally, I've been a basket case. I didn't know what to do without this time where I can pontificate and share and force my opinions on the WWE universe. But I didn't come back alone. I didn't come back empty-handed. One of the contingencies for giving me my ship back was I had to have a first mate to rapidly dump buckets of water that I will surely be taking on within weeks. You might know him from NXT as he is the voice on USA Network every Wednesday night. Also the best damn wheel man in sports entertainment, so much so that I invited him to come hang out. Mr. Vic Joseph. Vic, what's the word, my friend? Well, I will be your first mate, oh, Captain, my captain. I'm excited to be here with you. And do I get to drive the ship, though, if I'm the best wheel man? Uh, that's 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 uh, that's to be decided at a later date. We'll see how okay, your performance fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. dictates your, your positioning on the ship. But super excited to be here. Uh, you know, this is an opportunity that I couldn't turn down. Being able to join you here on After the Bell, it, it's awesome. We've always joked about, hey, we can't wait till you and I get to call matches together or work together. That was very short-lived. And as time went on, I believe they knew that a lot of inside jokes would happen. A lot of things you probably weren't allowed to say live were going to happen as well. So now here we are on this podcast. It's allowed to happen here. I think the goal is to recreate the countless hours that you and I have spent driving between cities, whether it be after pay-per-views, after Raws, after SmackDowns, the thousands and thousands of miles, the dozens and dozens of charcuterie boards, Red Bulls, and other snacks that we have consumed with Uh, great friends and great memories. Uh, Are you ready, I think, is the biggest question. I, I am. I'd love to re- recreate some stories from the Golden Gopher, but that is not the time to do it here. And when you think about us as two individuals, I don't know how long I will sit in this chair because I don't know when I will cross the line. Oh, it's inevitable. You always seem to bring that out of me. I always seem to bring that out of you. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know what's going to happen here when it comes to uh, maybe a month from now and we get very comfortable sitting here, like we got very comfortable in the car and things just start getting thrown. A month from now, Vic, I'm going to be happy if this doesn't result in Goldberg kicking your ass. See, now that's the other thing about us. Why do you always kick me when I'm down or always want pain to be bestowed upon me? You know, I'm a very small individual. You can play the xylophone on my ribs. <laughs> He'd hurt me. He'd literally break me in half. Yeah, we're like a minute and a half into this show and it's already off the rails. That was why you brought me on as your first mate. Thank you very much. Oh, captain, my captain. I'm trying to think of more pirate analogies, but I can't right now. You know what my favorite letter in the alphabet is? What? R. <laughs> Vic, we got a lot to get to. I have oh, no time. This is this great. Is I'm it's having not. a great time it's thus not. far. We're, what do you mean is, we're not? We have, we have to pull up the nose right now. I see the iceberg. I see the iceberg. Don't hit it. Turn to the left. 
Go ports bow. Is that what it is? Starboard. Starboard. I don't know what that means. I just saw it in Step Brothers. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm out of boat analogies. Do you want to talk about WWE instead? Because I would. Yes. I, thank you. We are days away from my favorite pay-per-view event of the year, the official kickoff to the road to WrestleMania. Of course, I'm talking about the Royal Rumble. You know, the Royal Rumble is cool, and I think it means it's different for me this year. Uh, and I don't know if you agree with this and if the listeners out there agree, but 2020 sucked. And so for 2021 to be already at the Royal Rumble, getting ready to head down the road to WrestleMania two nights in Tampa, Raymond James Stadium in April, and to have a, a, a new feel, maybe like a new lease on, on the year because everything's fresh and new. I mean, I'm just very excited. There's a spark inside me because in the wrestling world, this is the start of it all. In the real world, this could be the start of finally kicking 2020 in the arse and, and, and moving forward towards WrestleMania. I certainly hope so, and I would like to take this opportunity to give myself all of the credit because I believe it was here on After the Bell in the initial weeks of this here podcast where I suggested that WrestleMania should be two nights. And then guess what? Last year, two nights. This year, two nights. I'm not saying I'm responsible for changing WrestleMania for the better, but maybe I am. Did you dream this, or is this act? We have archive footage. Can someone like clip in the thing oh, of you it, saying it, it right now? I, I'm sure if you if you scroll uh, through the after the bell archives, the early days, the uh, the the infancy of the greatest sports entertainment podcast on earth. So let's talk Royal Rumble. Obviously, right. we'll get to the Rumble matches in a moment, but let's talk about the two marquee matches from Monday Night Raw: Drew McIntyre defending his WWE Championship against Goldberg. Well, you know, this is a match that certainly a lot of people have circled. Of course, Goldberg will be joining us here on After the Bell uh, ahead of his big championship match. But it's very odd because when, it, when this match was first made, which was Legends Night on Raw, I remember thinking about this match and I was excited for it, but I did not agree with Goldberg when he talked about the disrespect that Drew McIntyre had for others. Drew McIntyre to me is one of the most respectful people in the business. He, he definitely looks back at those t- champions before him. He helps those that are younger. He, he moves the company forward. He's been waving the flag, as he has said. So that's where my big misconception with this whole thing was, was Drew McIntyre being disrespectful. So it's going to be very interesting on Sunday when these two finally get in the ring uh, one-on-one because everything they've done up until now has been pretty interesting. And the fireworks have happened. So I'm, I'm very interested in this matchup. I just don't agree with some of Goldberg's thoughts. Uh, let me ask you, let me ask you this. Where do you stand on the fan side of the fence? Because a lot, you got a lot of mixed reactions, Goldberg, a lot of, a lot of the WWE universe thinks hmm, maybe this matchup should go to somebody else. Maybe this should be somebody else's opportunity. Goldberg's had his time in the sun. Where do you Vic Joseph stand as a fan prior to this matchup? I, I don't hate it. You know, yeah, of course, Goldberg, a lot of people on the internet are going to say, Oh, well, he doesn't deserve this and he doesn't deserve that. Look, there are musicians that come out and they go on one show a year. And guess what? Your ass goes to that show if you're a fan of them. You're going to listen to them. You're going to watch them. Uh, when we talk about social media and and these fans, what was the most liked picture on Instagram? Goldberg the winning the Universal Championship. It, it was Goldberg. So I don't buy into that argument that nobody cares because I think a lot of people do care. With that being said, Drew McIntyre to me is the guy in this company for me, not just because he's a friend, because he's someone who has helped me. And again, I just don't agree with these comments about being disrespectful. So I can't wait for Drew to put his foot in the Goldberg's face. Okay. You said you don't hate it. And I'm going to tell you why you should love it. And this is why I love it because we are blessed 
as a sports entertainment company and a as fans of this industry to still have Goldberg be able to compete at this level. People seem to forget Goldberg for a lot of this generation, I mean, the last 10 years or so, never really lived through the heyday that was Goldberg. That I remember being an avid Monday Night Raw guy. But when Goldberg was on, I was changing the channel. I remember turning off Monday Night Raw to watch Goldberg beat Hulk Hogan in the Georgia Dome for the WCW Championship. And yes, it's not the same. Maybe there is a bit of nostalgia to it. But to, to be anything less than excited that Goldberg is back, this true icon, and I don't know about you, Vic, if you had the opportunity, but walking through an airport near Goldberg is like walking through an airport with Santa Claus. You know, we've got a lot of <laughs> recognizable talents on our yeah. roster. We've got a lot of big, impressive-looking human beings. But Goldberg, man, he is Americana almost. He is pop culture. So to have him challenge Drew McIntyre, it's a win-win for everybody. If McIntyre defeats the mighty, dreaded Goldberg, McIntyre is made. Not that he isn't already. He's WWE champion. He's earned yeah. that right. But if he does it by beating Goldberg at the Royal Rumble, arguably the, the number two most prestigious pay-per-view of the year, I think it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to talk to Bill about his preparation because I have no doubt in my mind, knowing him just a little bit, I'm not, not tight with Goldberg by any means, but I, I guarantee you his preparation for this matchup is going to be off the charts. You are going to see an amazing version of Goldberg this Sunday at the Royal Rumble. I wonder if he can give me some tips on weightlifting at all. See these? I, I think maybe if he started praying for you, that might be a, a better shot. Okay, well, uh, let's take very nice. the blue side of the the, the blue side of goings on. You like that? Goings on, goings on, not just occurrences. What the hell is that? On. Okay, what the hell that is is the head of the table, Roman Reigns, defending his Universal Championship, last man standing against Kevin Owens. I for this one am excited. I've watched this entire story play out. I think it's the the most compelling thing on Friday night SmackDown. And I don't think anybody with eyes disagrees that Roman Reigns is on the best run of his career right now. Roman Reigns is functioning on a completely different level than the rest of the roster. And I say that with all due respect, Roman is just in a different stratosphere, but I don't think people are giving enough love and respect to Kevin Owens in this, in this matchup, in the lead up to this match. Kevin Owens has never been as a competitor, my cup of tea right? Everybody has their favorites, people that they gravitate toward. I've known of, of Kevin Owens. I've known Kevin Owens since he arrived in NXT. It was my first night on commentary. Great guy. But for some reason, I always just felt like, hmm, I, I just, it never clicked with me. But in the weeks leading up to this, Kevin Owens has shown such passion. And that's the one thing that sets KO apart from, I think, everybody in the locker room is Kevin has passion on another level. Kevin Owens, you could see it in his eyes that he believes what he is doing. Every night we've seen him on SmackDown and the whole family man with his back against the wall. We've seen that version of KO in glimpses in the past he, in NXT throughout his run on the main roster. But I think Kevin Owens, just like Roman Reigns right now, is doing some of the best work of his entire career. I think when you talk about Roman Reigns, you, um, you, you hit it on the head when you talk about the best run of his career. I mean, the guy, how can you get to him? He's almost, he's got Teflon all, all around him and he's, he's, he's a rubber band. He's bouncing things off him left and right. But for Kevin Owens, I think the question is how. How is Kevin Owens going to overcome Roman Reigns? Because I agree also with you. I've known Kevin from working with him on the Indies for, you know, $20 at Turner's Hall in Cleveland. And I've seen how he has grown. And the one thing that has never changed is Kevin. 
Kevin has always been the same person. He will speak his mind. People don't like that. He does not back down. People don't like that. He will not roll over. And he's now taking on someone in Roman Reigns. And correct me if I'm wrong, Corey, because you're in the SmackDown locker room. Roman Reigns does not want you to talk back to him. Roman Reigns does not want you to disagree with him. Roman Reigns wants you to roll over. It's not going to happen Sunday in a last man standing match. So both these guys, yes, this match is compelling to me. I take a look at Kevin Owens, man. And I think if anyone has the opportunity to dethrone Reigns, it's Kevin Owens right now. And he's the best opportunity for anybody on SmackDown. I will say that I'm very happy it's no longer Adam Pierce. The match to me wasn't anything that made oh, me excited. Now, I'm being excited. I, I like Adam. Adam's have, a great person. You didn't but come on, dude. A morbid curiosity. I mean, let's no, be honest. No, I I wanted, I sat there and I went, what the... And I scratched my, what am I looking at? Like, why? It's it's a foregone conclusion. Now you insert Kevin Owens. Now you insert Last Man Standing. Now you insert all more questions into this little brain that I have inside my skull that is working right now. And I'm more excited for that than I was for the Adam Pierce. So that's the biggest thing I have about this matchup. I, I'm never really a fan of, I don't want to say never, but I don't prefer stipulations in matchups. Really? Uh, generally speaking. However, Last Man Standing has produced some of the most brutal matches WWE has has hosted in decades. I still remember John Cena and Umaga, one of my personal favorites. But last man standing, I have a feeling with the passion that Kevin Owens has, with the level that Roman Reigns is functioning at right now, I think there is potential for this to be a truly great, unforgettable WWE match. One that isn't just, oh man, Reigns in a KO, that was awesome at, at the pay-per-view. I'm talking one that is living on in highlight reels and is one of those matches that you go back every couple years and watch. That is how much I believe in what both these guys are capable of this Sunday. And you take a look at this championship matchup. You just talked about Goldberg and Drew McIntyre. You still have two Royal Rumble matches to talk about. It is shaping up to be a very memorable start to 2021. All right, let's talk about the Royal Rumble matches, the We'll start with the women. Ladies first. The women's Royal Rumble matchup. Do you have any predictions that you can give us regarding the match? I'll get your pick to win the thing at the end of the show. Here's my prediction. Okay. Uh, I think once again, Bianca Belair is going to steal the show. I am not going to so far as to say Bianca Belair is going to win the women's Royal Rumble match, but I'm going to say that once again, much like last year, the name on the lips of everybody after the women's Royal Rumble match will be Bianca Belair. I see what you did there with the lips. Bianca Belair, she has the tattoo of the lips. Yeah, no, I I got it. Thanks. Was that not what you were doing? That wasn't at all what I was doing. Oh, that's what I thought you were. I thought it was great. The genius you are. It was just happenstance, Vic. Okay, never Uh, mind. Looking looking throughout the field that has been announced for the Women's Royal Rumble match, you've got Charlotte Flair, you've got Nia Jax, you've got Mandy Rose, Bailey. Uh, you have Peyton Royce, Alexa Bliss. Uh, what with what she's been doing with Randy Orton and the Fiend, I think there's definitely potential for something really wild and memorable to happen in the women's Royal Rumble match. Should the uh, the Fiendess sort of show her face, uh, I think the potential there is kind of wild. You you asked me to give you a prediction, and in, in, in all seriousness, now when it comes to the women's Royal Rumble match, you you just ran off a, a litany of superstars that will be in this matchup, and then you you know Shayna Baszler, who was so close to winning, you know last year. You think about Charlotte Flair, who is going to have to pull double duty on Sunday, having to defend her uh, one or one half of her women's tag team titles. 
the women's Royal Rumble really every year, it almost seems like the stakes get raised because the first year was, okay, here we go. The second year was like, what's going to happen? And now you're starting to see some of these women come in that aren't only chasing history to win. Also, what records are going to be set? You think about Bianca Belair and, and the amount of women she eliminated you know, last year right. and Charlotte Flair and how many she's eliminated in all of the Royal Rumbles. And then you think about someone like Natalia, who I think was in the match last year for damn near an hour. Yeah. You know, so all these women are going to take their game to a new height because it is the third women's Royal Rumble match, and they all know what they're fighting for. They all know that they could have that championship match. But more importantly, as we've seen in the past, they could find themselves in the main event of WrestleMania. It's two nights. It's Saturday. It's Sunday. They could be main eventing one of those nights. So when I take a look at the body of it, I'm excited for the Women's Royal Rumble because much like you mentioned with Bianca Belair making history, I think Bailey make some history in her own right this this Sunday and, and takes that next step to really etching herself as one of the greatest, not just of this generation, but of all time. Well, I'm not going to disagree with you, but Vic, you already screwed up my plan. You're supposed to give your pick at the end of the show. I, that's not my pick. Oh. That's not my pick. Oh, I just oh, think that- she's going to etch her name a little bit more where people are like, wow, she is you know a badass. Wow, she eliminated X amount of women. Wow, she was in this thing for over an hour. She takes her game to a new height. Bailey is not my pick to win the Royal Rumble. I hope she does not get mad at me. The person that I think is going to win the Royal Rumble might not even be in it, to be fair. Her name has not been announced. I don't know if she's going to be in it. That's who my pick is, and I'll give it to you at the end of the show. Interesting. I, I wait with bated breath to hear what uh, I'll be really Joseph. mad if we have the same pick too. <laughs> right. I'm going to be like, well, that just erase all of it. Do it again. Let's swing things over to the, the men's side of things. The men's Royal rumble match. Again, a who's who of WWE superstars, AJ styles, Randy Orton edge declaring he's going to return in time. I mean, <laughs> I was there ringside last year when that happened. And man, you talk about an entire stadium rocking. And, and Edge, much like all things 2020, uh, didn't turn out the way he had expected or anybody watching had expected. So I think it's going to be a, a big night for Edge. I'm excited about the whole aura surrounding the Royal Rumble. I got to voice the numbers package that comes out each and every year. Oh, and, those are cool. Yeah, I got to go in the locker room and read through that script. And and to your point about the the numbers and the legends and the the uh, the records that are held by various superstars, it's, it's a tangible feeling that we're on the road to WrestleMania. But from the men's side of thing, it can honestly go any which way right now. And that's what's fun about it, right? I agree, because oftentimes there's a, a sentimental favorite or somebody who's got the hype, got the buzz going into it, where, oh, okay, I mean, no one's going to be surprised if Stone Cold wins again. Or, mm-hmm. oh, the obvious winner to this is going to be, insert name here. This one, man, there's so much parody, and, and everybody is is uh, that's been announced so far are legitimate contenders that could really do something big come WrestleMania. There's one thing I wish we as a company would do for the Royal rumble that we should bring back. I'll give that to you in just a moment. You and I can have a conversation about that. Cause I think you might be on the same page, but when you take a look at the field, Jeff Hardy's had a hall of fame career. One thing he's never done win the Royal rumble, Daniel Bryan, He could do it. Daniel Bryan could do it. AJ Styles could do it. Edge could come back after hearing him on Raw and the way he spoke. And you could see it in his eyes how much he wants to win this thing again to get that championship that he never lost. He could win it. 
Sheamus has won it in the past. Sheamus could win it again. John Morrison, he's been back. Really, what has John Morrison done since he's been back? I mean, he's, he's always part of the greatest tag team of the 21st century. I we mean, can save that for a different show. Hip hop aficionado. That one I will agree with. He can have a moment like he has had how many times? All the different elements. So agree with you again that this is an open field. There isn't that one person. Everyone went into last year's thinking, okay, here's maybe the two or three names. When was the last time you were actually shocked at someone who won the Royal Rumble? Uh, last year. Actually, I don't want to say I was shocked by Drew McIntyre. I think I picked him to win right here on After the Bell because I am uh, a genius, basically. Drew McIntyre predicting two WrestleMania, uh, two nights of WrestleManias. I'm, I'm on quite a roll here. You are on a roll. I've, I've done some, some magic here at After the Bell. Uh, but for, I, for real, when was the last time you were, sat there and you're like, holy hell, that guy won? Uh, honestly, I think Triple H, when he came back and won the championship, uh, for WrestleMania that was in Dallas because he he was a last-minute entrant and Roman had to defend the title and had done the whole thing. And I didn't think Triple H was going to win the title in the Royal Rumble. But that, that to me, to answer your question, is probably the last time I was shocked. But looking at the field and the possibilities and the way things can go, I thought last year's Royal Rumble match was one of the best ever with mm-hmm. Lesnar just running through everybody. You got to see Brock Lesnar be Brock Lesnar for half of the match. And now, you know, it propelled Drew McIntyre, who, who is now an elite top-tier star in WWE. I think it go a million different ways. I'm excited to find out. But isn't it fun as a fan when Royal Rumble season hits? It is the kickoff to the road to WrestleMania. But it just feels exciting. It's just a tangible excitement. It's like WWE almost hits the reset button every year. Because it can go anyway. And this is when Michael Cole gets excited, too. And Michael Cole gets excited about absolutely nothing. Nothing. And this is the time of the year that he's like, yeah, he's all stoked. But that brings me back to being a fan to what the WWE, what we as a company, couldn't bring back to make the Royal Rumble even better. You know what I miss? What? I miss seeing Sean Mooney whipping that thing around that what I don't even know what it's called. What's what's it called? What's it called? The thing you put the numbers in. The lottery ball. Yeah, the lottery (laughs) ball. This this is an audio podcast. Yeah, I know, but I'm looking at you trying to figure out how how does it go? What's it called? Yeah, the lottery ball thing. It's a tumbler. The the tumbler. Yes, the tumbler. And to have the people reaching in and grabbing going and seeing the despair on their face and to see the excitement and you're like, wait a minute, what number did they get? I wish they would bring some of that back because I, I would love to see that. It just adds something to me from when I was a, a, a younger kid. I'm still a child. It just added something to me was just to bring that moment back. I don't know if you agree or you disagree. I, I want I don't the tumbler back. I don't hate the tumbler. Honestly, I don't. I think it does add kind of a cool dimension. I just, I miss the I think drama. you have an issue with the tumbler. No, no, I miss the drama of, to your point, it's the reaction, the face, oh, the, the defeat, the instant defeat because you drew number two. It told a story in and of itself prior to somebody coming to the ring. Uh, I, I miss that as opposed to just constantly all 30 are surprises. But I can't wait, man. There's got to be some surprises. Before we switch gears here, this isn't who I'm asking. I'm not asking you who's going to win the Royal Rumble matches. I'm asking you if you could have, in Vic's perfect world, a surprise entrant for the males and the females, who would they be? I would go with the men's side of things to hear real American one time coming out of nowhere <laughs> and to see Hogan come down the aisle. Uh, Hulk Hogan would, would be for the men and for the women. If you're thinking of, man, you're thinking of legends, you're thinking of throw you a curveball here, Sarah Amato. To oh, see Sarah wow. Amato be able to trot out uh, the, one of the assistant head coaches at NXT 
Um, she's been plastered over everything when it comes to evolution, when it comes to the new generation of women's wrestlers. To see her have that moment on that stage would probably be uh, for the women, would be Sarah Mato would be the one, the name that I would throw out there. Highly unlikely, but what a great pick, man. Very highly unlikely, but it probably will never happen, only in video games. So Sure, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, you have to give her a legitimate chance. She's a, she's a bad bad female, man. She can she she is. handle herself. But come on, if, if you and I were sitting there and we were sitting on the couch and we were watching the Rumble on Sunday on the WWE Network and all of a sudden you heard Real American come out, you would get off your couch, you'd get out of your chair and be like, you got to be kidding me. It comes out with the boas and everything, it'd be awesome. Well, the good news is, Vic, I'll be sitting ringside. Well, yeah, you'll be ringside. I'll be home. He'd slide in the ring, get clothesline over the top rope. All right, Vic, enough of your bizarre Royal Rumble fantasies. we got a lot more to get to. Goldberg himself is on after the bell, and we come back. WWE Network is moving. We'll talk all about the move to Peacock. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to After the Bell, Corey Graves, Vic Joseph of NXT, bringing you all of the pertinent thoughts in our brains. That doesn't necessarily make them pertinent just to us, but we're having fun. Royal Rumble just around the corner, literally, just days away. I mean, heck, you might be listening to this Sunday morning as a pregame for the kickoff to the road to WrestleMania, but something that has had the entire news sphere not just the wrestling news sphere, the news sphere in the entertainment world buzzing. The massive announcement that NBC Universal acquired exclusive streaming rights in the United States for WWE Network on their new platform, Peacock. Vic, this is great news for wrestling fans. You know, it starts March, middle of March? March 18th. March 18th. So uh, I believe WWE Fastlane will be the first pay-per-view on that right before WrestleMania. And I, I, I think the news came out. And a lot of us were shocked uh, by it. A lot of us thought, you know, maybe what's what's exactly going on. I think it is good news for some, but I also think a lot of people are not very happy with it. And why is that? I've noticed that because obviously it's the internet and everybody hates everything. Uh, why, why on earth would anybody think this is not an amazing move for a fan? It comes down to one word, laziness. Okay. People this day and age, and I only say this because I've talked to my younger siblings, are just too lazy to download something new, put in their credit card information, and sit there and punch in the numbers. They eventually will do it, but right now they're complaining about it because it's the same thing you had to do when you bought the network to begin with. Do you not download daily apps? Do you not download different streaming devices? What's the big deal? Oh, I got to go and download this now. Like it's such a big waste of time. I think laziness and the laziness of some people in society today are those that speak down about this move because now they have to do something different. The great news is if you can conquer your own laziness, it actually saves you money. It's going to cost less than the WWE network costs right now. This is terribly exciting. I actually already subscribed to Peacock, and I have for for quite some time. I do. Um, I subscribed actually for reasons that had nothing to do with what I knew or what was advertised on Peacock. Uh, The universal horror movies, the Dracula, Wolfman, all those classics, Frankenstein, they were available on Peacock, so I paid for the premium. It was like $4.99 a month. And then I went, oh, my God, wow, this is awesome. There's all these classic shows. I'm now addicted to The Office. But this is what I think, who I think benefits. This is who I think the move benefits the most. That would be the lapsed fan. Mm. The fan who 
loves WWE or loved WWE, maybe hasn't watched for a few years, maybe doesn't tune in every Monday or Friday, isn't quite familiar. But let's say as you're going to turn on The Office, you see the WWE Network logo pop up. And now maybe a fan who goes, oh, man, I used to really love Goldberg. I used to love Stone Cold. You see that face. You scroll down. You click a button. Now you can bring fans back, man. You have It's so easily yeah. accessible. I wasn't looking for The Office. I never watched The Office, but I got the app and I got all the, the promotion that came with it. And I said, oh, I heard this show is great. I'm going to check it out. Now that's all I've watched for basically two months straight. Um, I think this is a great opportunity for lapsed fans who have not followed or maybe they just aren't as in tune with WWE as they should be. Because let's be honest, there's a lot of content. We're moving really fast. If you miss two or three weeks, you may have no idea what's happening. I think it's all about access. It's all about accessibility. I think it's very, very exciting. And, uh, oh, it's cheaper than it already is. So what's? it's a win-win-win. Yeah, you talk about saving, what is it, five, essentially $5 if you, you know, round up for Five the bucks general a month, man. That adds up package. Quick. That does that does add up, and this goes back to the laziness part of it. When I talk, well, it's only five bucks. Like, well, you, but you complain you can't fill your gas tank. What do you mean? Like, that's. I mean, this is me having conversations with with my siblings. So, I think that it's laziness in this generation uh, of era. Been like, oh, I got to do this whole thing. It eventually will happen. What I do like about what you brought up is, I don't have the Peacock app. I ha- I have to to look at it. I'm not very good at streaming things, so I, I will You're get lazy. to it. You're basically I am lazy, but, but yeah. I don't do much. I only watch WB Network and Game of Thrones right now. I only can do one thing at a time. You know that about me. If it's That's football true. Sunday, it's football Sunday. Monday, replay the game. Tuesday, right. replay. Okay. So when it comes to the, to what you mentioned, I think it's a, a brilliant move for, for all sides because how many of those fans that sit there and they watch NASCAR, they watch golf, they watch The Office, that all of a sudden it's going to, Oh, wait a minute. I remember this stuff. Click and start watching. It is exactly. a huge, and that's, a, and it works vice versa as well. If you're a wrestling fan that also likes the office or NASCAR or golf, you now have it all in one bundle. That's English what I was trying to talk to my brother about. Yes. You know, anything it's all right there, dude. Oh, I got to download something new. Like, Oh my gosh. I just don't see why people just can't get the enjoyment out of anything. They always have to be so negative. All the time. That's society as a whole. Ironically enough, it takes literally the exact same amount of energy to use your thumbs to send out a tweet complaining as it does to just enter your information into a new platform. But that's neither here nor there. This is the world we live in, Vic. People hate George Lucas, say that he ruined Star Wars. It's the biggest did franchise he? in the world. No, man. No, I don't he know. didn't. I'm just saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, did he really? Because I love The Mandalorian. Do you watch Mandalorian? Sure do. Star Wars is great. It's continually get better. WWE app continually get better. Now it's on Peacock. Everything is better. Just give it a chance. I mean, crying out loud. I'm going to go on a tangent, so you might as well talk for a second because I need to breathe. While Vic tries to lower his blood pressure over there. You okay? You good? It's been a rough couple weeks, man. Your, your brown got out of the play. Don't you start with me. I'll use your yeah. government name. You keep it up. Oh, look, all right. I think uh, I think with my government name is threatened to be brought into the conversation, that is time for me to pivot. In fact, you know what? Let's pivot so hard we do something different all together. Vic, we've got a massive guest waiting in the wings. Are you ready? I am. I'm actually very nervous because this is an icon. This is someone who uh, was part of the wrestling world at the highest of highs when I was a young wrestling fan wanting to start a career in sports entertainment. Uh, I hope I don't embarrass myself. Not so much embarrass you, but embarrass myself here on After the Bell. 
Well, it's a little too late for that. So let's just not waste any more time. He is the icon. He is the man. He is challenging for the WWE Championship this Sunday at the Royal Rumble. He is Goldberg. Goldberg, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, my friend. How are you, Corey? I am tremendous. I'm excited to have you here. First time ever on After the Bell. This is exciting for me. you got a big week ahead of you. Yeah, I've had a big three and a half weeks behind me. And <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting position I always find myself in. But yeah, you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm going against uh, Drew McIntyre. And if you're going to make a return, why not return against the best? And I guess it's my job to see if he's worthy of carrying that, that uh, title around. You know, you talk about being worthy when it comes to Drew McIntyre and and since coming back in 2016, and we'll get into that a little bit later on. You know, how do you have to prepare for someone like Drew McIntyre? Because outside of Brock Lesnar, he's really a different, steal a phrase, beast than anyone else you have faced in quite some time. You know, in in all honesty, um, my biggest issue is, is getting myself ready for anybody or getting myself ready for my own standards before I put my BVDs on and get back in the, in the ring and wrestle with anybody. Now taking Drew McIntyre, um, you know, into consideration, obviously he is a different beast. He is a beast, but he's extremely athletic at the same time. You know, it's like going against a, a extremely athletic Gronk, you know, the guy can move. He's, he's fast. <laughs> he's nimble. You know, it's a good looking kid. I mean, he's got everything, every, every box checked off. And, uh, but, but I want to see if he's got the intestinal fortitude to be able to take me down. So, um, that's the, that's one of the things that I, I'm not necessarily questioning, but you know, it's, it's a box that needs to be checked. So we're going to, I'm going to find out for sure if it's worthy of. Well, you mentioned all of the extra work you have to put in these days to maintain being Goldberg. And you have set that bar incredibly high. Tell us a little bit about what the preparation looks like for Goldberg these days before a mega match. Like we're about to see it Sunday. Corey, I don't even know where to begin, dude. <laughs> I mean, pardon my French, but it's like shoving 50 pounds of crap in a freaking 10-pound bag. I mean, at 54 years old. But, hey, if I didn't think I could do it, and if I couldn't do it, then I wouldn't be putting myself, you know, through all of this. The, the conundrum is at 54, your metabolism is not like it used to be. Your, your muscles don't respond like they used to. So, it's a, it's, like I said, it's a conundrum. You have a short period of time. You try to get as much done positively in that short period of time as, as humanly possible. My issue has always been gaining weight. Um, so to gain weight, it really cuts down on the amount of cardio you can do. So uh, do, I yeah. good, do I get in good shape or do I look big? You know, and, and, and in three weeks or four weeks, it's really difficult <laughs> to do that period. Sure. Let it, especially if we took a couple months off because of a shoulder or whatever. But, you know, I'm not going to bitch. I'm not going to moan. I'm not going to cry. I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic to be in the position I'm in. And it's my job to come in and make sure that these kids are, are worthy of doing what they're doing. And, I, and you know, I, I'm not only going to answer the question for myself, but I'm going to answer it for everybody else. You know, the question I have when you talk about being, you know, in peak physical shape is, as Corey can tell you, Bill, I am not a physical specimen. You can literally <laughs> lawn dart me around any arena we get into. So when it comes to muscle, 0% on me, but I also have trouble gaining weight, but I can literally, as, as, as Graves will tell you, you can eat anything. So when Graves and I travel, you know, whether it was from pay-per-view to Raw, Raw to SmackDown, the one quintessential thing we needed in the car with us 
was meat sticks, Slim Jims, jerky, <laughs> whatever it may be. So to take this interview now in a different direction for a moment, when you traveled and were on the grind, the weekly grind, what was the one thing that was in Goldberg's car sitting in, in that seat next to him? Well, the one reason that I usually traveled alone is because that one item were hard-boiled eggs. Oh, I knew it. I had a, I had a good idea. Oh, it's going to be eggs. And I, and I learned that from Henning about 100 okay. years. Uh, I mean, I can tell you so many stories about the, the, him and about the eggs. And yeah, you know, it is what it is. But that, that's one of my go-tos. Indulgence, eggs. if you would. If you've got a great Hennig story or, or some of the other guys when you broke in. I mean, it's it's been well documented. You can <laughs> From the power plant to WCW that into the phenomenon that became Goldberg, you had a lot of, I mean, world-class people surrounding you to tell us, tell us some tales that won't get anybody in trouble. <laughs> Let me back up and just say that being Goldberg throughout these years has been the biggest honor in the world. I've been cast in a business that I, I didn't aspire to be in, in the beginning. I was a fan, but I'm a football player. And I, I, I was between a rock and a hard place. I had to make a career decision. And moving on to how lucky I am, I've been in the right place at the right time so many times throughout the years. Mainly, I say I've been in the right place at the right time because when I broke in, there were guys like Kurt Hennig. There were guys like the Steiner brothers. You know, there, there were so many people who helped me when my back was up against the wall and everybody wanted a little piece of that blood, you know, the, the sharks. But, okay, Hennig, the NWO. NWO had to hide under the ring for three hours because they weren't, they weren't coming out until the end of the show. So you get all the particulars, right? You got all of the NWO members are under the ring, except for Hope. So Hennig eats about 15 hard-boiled eggs before he goes under. <laughs> so I can only tell you that since this is a PG rated show, you have to let your mind continue the story because I will just say that there was a bucket under there. Oh no. And everyone other than Hennig pretty much used it not to go to the bathroom, but to throw up. (laughs) So I can't give you any more details. That's that's enough. (laughs) And I'm telling you, those guys were crazy. I mean, days are completely different. There's no question about it. The locker room's completely different. The business is completely different. And the people are completely different. And, oh, guess what? 2021. So, I mean, it, it's just a different time and place. I don't think things could go like they did back in the day in current day. We just couldn't get away with it. But I, I was just lucky to be in the right place at the right time. And I had some wonderful people to look up to and, and, and to help me along the way. While, while we're talking about the difference in generations between when you came up and now, Undertaker very publicly recently made some comments about how, in his opinion, some of this generation is a bit softer than in the past. You came into the ring on Monday Night Raw several weeks back and told Drew McIntyre, Drew, I know how talented you are, but you don't have the respect yet throughout the business. Is that something that you feel is permeated the, the, the business these days as well? I think so. You know, I mean, when you hear the comments about me coming back and doing one or two matches a year and how, you know, people are like, oh, he doesn't deserve it. He never paid his dues and he was never on the road. And this, these people are on the road, you know, doing their, t- hey, man, people forget very quickly, you know, what all of us did back in the day to earn the spot that we're in now. And again, I, I'm one of the luckiest guys in the world. But yes, I, I, I believe comparatively the business is soft. 
But the business is in 2021. So things have to change and things have to be different. Mega superstars that are bigger than life. It's hard in this generation, seemingly, to build those people. Um, there are a couple people who have have made it beyond um, reliant upon the public to do that. And they forced their way up and they've earned their shot. And Drew McIntyre is one of them. I think mainly when I was talking to Drew in the beginning, I was speaking to the locker room. I was speaking to everybody and he's the leader, right? So you got to go to the leader and you got to make sure that, that everything is taken care of in the right way. I mean, like I said, times are, are quite different than they were back in the day, but people are soft. People are, people take, take offense to things way too quickly. I mean, you know, you get a little thicker skin boys and girls. That's all I can say. And uh, you know, when legends came in, when I was in the business, in the beginning, I was greatly appreciative of the eyes that they brought to our product. And one day, those young kids are going to be in a position just like me. <laughs> and I hope that karma comes back to bite them in the ass. That's all I can say. Because at 54 years old, I don't know one of them that could be doing what I'm doing. I love it, man. You're not going to get any argument from me. <laughs> you know, we, we talk about That's respect. Why I and, love you, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> we always talk about respect between, you know, Corey and I and, and, and the way we both were brought up in, in wrestling. Me, not as an in-ring performer, me from the outside. But when I was put in a car, it was that was our home to get back to the car. And what was said in the car stays in the car. And that, Not and anymore. It, it's true, though. <laughs> it, it really is. And I, and I told Corey, I go, I, I was brought up and it was – if you don't, if you can't say what you want to say in front of them, they don't go in a car with you drive by yourself. Yeah. And, and it, it's just, it's, it's weird to be the new generation, but still have that old feel. I mean, Graves, you and I talk about it so much about the, the different things. <laughs> but like if anybody can see it and pass judgment on it correctly, it's you because you're of the younger generation. You have the old school heart and you see what's going on. And it's disheartening. It really is because what it does is it breaks up the camaraderie of the guys and girls in the backstage. It really does. There's not much trust left. Um, you, you can't confide in people without them, you know, trying to get likes and putting it on their social media. It's just, it's a ridiculous day. It really is. I, I always call it instant gratification. People want instant gratification now. It's like, what am I doing? I'm having a rice cake. Who cares that you're eating a rice cake? I don't need to post that online. So what? I get, I get 50. It, it's, it's, it's very odd, odd to me as that new generation. And, and even, you know, Graves, we get into TVL. And when I started Booker T, Mark Henry, Kane, uh, those are the guys that were in this locker room. And I would go get my bag and put it underneath the table and, and come change so I didn't take up any space. You know, so I, I see it. You being, that's you being a caring person and understanding that you treat people the way you want to be treated. Period. End of story. Everybody's got to pay their dues. They pay it in a different way. Um, I came from the NFL where guys, every 18 seconds, you know, I got two, two, 350 pound guys trying to rip my face off. If you think that I hadn't paid dues, you got to be crazy. So, um, it was a little different when I came in because I was a professional athlete, but yet I stepped back and I did whatever I could to make sure that, that I solidified my place correctly, as opposed to just stepping in and saying, here I am, um, you know, I, there were a lot of badass dudes in that locker room. And when I came in, I mean, the heels and the baby faces never were seen in public together. Things have changed exponentially. I mean, and, and I can't say it's for the better. So, Bill, you mentioned that social media. And I recall flying back from Saudi Arabia and you and I were, were chatting on an airplane about how when you were on top, 
social media wasn't a thing. It wasn't in existence. It certainly didn't have any power like it does these days, but you were saying something to the effect of how it's, it drives you now. It's motivated you. So when you get these, the, the internet, the, the haters, if you will, you go, oh, I'm going to remind them I'm still Goldberg. How, how much does that drive you these days to prove people wrong? You know, I want to say it doesn't um, because I, I have I have learned to shut the door on those people because those people don't matter to me. Those people sit behind their computer and they and they they justify their existence by putting negative words out just to make people pissed off or just to, to just to cause it's like the, the the some of the fans these days that start their chants and try to take over you know, the content as opposed to sitting back and letting us provide it for them. Um, I don't give a damn anymore, Corey. I got a family, I got a wife, I have a kid and I have, I have a standard that I set myself to and I have to be realistic in what I can provide to my opponent, to the company, to the people. Um, and so if I'm cool within myself, I don't give a damn what anybody says. I really don't. I mean, I did in the beginning, um, I mean, everybody's a human. They, they, they want people to accept them. Um, but once you look at it for face value, I, I, I want to satiate the crowd. I want to make them happy. But at the end of the day, they surely don't drive my life. There's no doubt about that. What are the odds? How are you feeling physically that after Sunday, we've got a, another Goldberg run? Well, here, I'll, 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 give, I'll give the haters something else to, to bitch at me about. I almost bit my tongue off last night with that spear with the Miz. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, so, the, is the, Goldberg's the, coming into Sunday with an injured tongue. McIntyre yeah, uh, needs to capitalize on the tongue. prohibit me from doing any moves or anything. But all I can say is, you know, something like that, it's stupid, right? But right now I'm trying to put ten to 15,000 calories down my throat. And it's really uh, whoa, 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 whoa. How, how does any human consume 10 to 15,000 calories in a day? Well, I eat two dozen eggs a day. And that's usually before the sun comes up and then right, you know, at one o'clock in the morning after I train my second time. So, um, and the amount of shakes that you eat during the day and lips, you know, let's just talk about the three or four steaks that I eat throughout the day. Also, uh, it's, it's just one of those. One of those things, man, you find out what works for you and you, you, you do it repeatedly. And each and every time I get the call, I get back into that mode. Um, it's not hard to get into the Goldberg mode. It's hard to get into the Goldberg physique. again. So, you know, I'm busting my ass. I'm doing what I, what I do every single time. I've got, you know, a short window, but I'll be more than ready. I can bet your ass on that. You know, Goldberg, Graves and I always talk about the home run calls for us as announcers. And I had the opportunity to watch the WWE Untold on the WWE Network. And there was something that sparked like a green light almost went on in my brain. And I'm starting to get goosebumps now even thinking about it. But I think an overlooked moment in wrestling history was not only you winning that championship on that night in Atlanta in front of 44, 45,000 fans in the Georgia Dome, but it was also Heenan's call on that night because you, you think of heist of the century, miracle on bourbon, irresistible force and the, you know, immovable object. But that night when, 
when you hit Hogan with the spear and then Heenan starts, that's it. That's part one. Finish him. Finish him. And then you lock him in the front face lock. Jackhammer. Do it. Do it. Thank you. Thank you. Because you won. And, and, and the whole moment in the story of WCW, NWO, and then he goes on the first undefeated man and he runs out of breath just for the moment of the, the NWO who had taken over WCW. And, and I think that's the greatest call in WCW history you know I just wanted your feelings on that moment that night and how that call you know brought it all together again I've been in the right place at the right time and been very very fortunate to be a part of the legacy of a lot of guys like Bobby Heenan who came before me to know that I, that moment is indelibly you know uh, uh, etched in history and having him eloquate his excitement, you know, being Bobby Heenan, the commentator, that's one of the coolest things ever. You know, I, I always hark back on the fact that the coolest thing about that night is the Falcons coming out and saving me after we went off the air. Um, that kind of tells you a lot about who I am. The guys that I revered, the guys that I looked up to, the guys that I wanted to be like, it, were in the ring that night wanting to be me. And kind of, that was really cool. You know, to see them go out there as professional athletes and forget about anything and everything and just have unabashed fun, that's one of the coolest things in the world, man. And I, I was sitting back in that corner. I was watching all the guys. and It was a great night. And, and, and you know, all the things that you can take from that night, I, I, I again, man, I'm one of the most blessed people that ever put the boots on. That was such a cool moment, reliving it on Untold. I was sitting there, like, again, getting jazzed up on the edge of my seat just doing this, and, and it, it was so cool, and it clicked. It, I, granted, it didn't happen in 97. It happened in, you know, 2021, but it still clicked for me uh, just down the line. The funny thing is I find myself in Hogan's position what, back in the day, right? right? Back in the day when I yeah. had the match against him, now I kind of feel like I understand what he was going through. <laughs> Get in the ring with me, you know? So, yeah, it's – it's uh. It's a different generation. It's a different time. And, and, and again, man, I don't want to be redundant, but I just want to, you know, thank everything and everybody for just being in the right place at the right time. That, that, that's all. You know, I mean, obviously, I had to be able to deliver to a certain extent, but I'm, I'm just very fortunate throughout the years. I, I've, I've been in a good place. Well, this Sunday, Goldberg officially kicks off the road to WrestleMania. I know Goldberg's a bit of a gearhead. What are you driving these days? What are you working on? What are you up to as far as that world's concerned? We don't have enough time, dude. We really don't. But, you know, since I moved to Texas, we, we started on a monster Goldberg's garage out here where I can house my uh, addiction. You know, I, I, got, I got way too many cars. I don't know how many Cena's got now, but I mean, I have way too many. The, the latest project, I got a twin turbocharger, uh, 1,500 horsepower car up in uh, Wisconsin. I came out of paint probably two days ago, and I just bought one of those TRXs, man. That's... Uh, those things are badass. Nice. When it comes to the cars, is that something you get to do with your son on, on the side? Is that something, a passion you're passing down to him? Uh, the, the ability to work in the garage, collect things like that? No, no. He's a generation that, that <laughs> they don't do, do <laughs> Circles right back around. <laughs> no, he, he wants a Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah. Oh, smart. Okay. Well. I, I got him a 68 GTX 444 speed car, right? Like an extremely valuable yeah, old yeah, not enough. <laughs> he doesn't want that thing for anything. He doesn't want to have anything to do with it. 
But you know, hey, it's 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 a different society. <laughs> hey, all the more all the more reason for you to have to put Drew McIntyre down at the Rumble so you can get one more of those WrestleMania paydays. <laughs> to yeah, my gauge is Lambo. Don't worry, <laughs> don't worry. I don't get paid by the second, and I don't get paid to lose. So I'm coming in taking taking his his uh, title and his scalp with me. Hell yeah! Any last words for the uh, after the bell faithful prior to this big blowout this Sunday? Man, I, again, it's just it's cool to be on the show. I appreciate it greatly. I, I love and revere you guys exponentially. And uh, you better tune in Sunday, man, because you're going to see a damn car crash. Vic, I don't know about you, man, but I, I got to man. fanboy a little bit there. It was tough keeping my composure. Well, I, I mean, I basically ran through a whole commentary of one of the matches that he was in. So when it came to me, I almost fell out of my seat. Goosebumps were coming through my thermal. I was ready to go. That was that was, it was awesome. It was great. We have arguably one of the biggest stars of the last 50 years on a, this podcast, and you just did impressions of Bobby Heenan the entire time. Great job. They do it the entire time. Come on. I'm still a professional at the end of the day. I need your professional opinion, Vic. I'm putting you on the spot. Who wins the women's Royal Rumble match here in 2021? Uh, when it comes to the women's match, I talked so highly about Bailey and setting a new standard for herself. I do not think she wins. I don't know if this woman is in the Royal Rumble. She's not been advertised for the Royal Rumble. I do not have any information on that. I would love to see Rhea Ripley walk down the aisle again in the Royal Rumble, coming from NXT and winning the whole damn thing. And this year, she goes to WrestleMania, having won the Royal Rumble, and can challenge for whatever championship she would like. So my pick for the Women's Royal Rumble will be Rhea Ripley. Love it. Absolutely love it. What about in the men's side of things? It's hard now, and it might be because it's so fresh in my brain after what I witnessed on Monday Night Raw, the way he spoke, the intensity he had in his eyes, and the fact that he is on a mission. I will go with Edge to win the Men's Royal Rumble match. Nice couple of picks there, Vic. I am going to go with your, uh, your red herring, actually. I'm picking Bailey to win the Ooh. Women's Royal Rumble match. Listen, she's Grand Slam, man. She's done everything there is to do in the women's division. She has yet to win a Women's Royal Rumble match. And for my money, Bailey is just firing on all cylinders right now. And for the men's side of things, I'm going to throw a dark horse at you. It's no secret I have advocated for him on this podcast for many moons. I think finally... The stars have aligned. He is functioning at a high enough level. I think Cesaro shocks everybody. Wow. And I'm going to do you one better. Not only does Cesaro win the men's Royal Rumble match, Cesaro then challenges Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. That would be awesome to see. I Talk about I don't two, say I hate that. That's awesome. Two studs, man. Two guys with, you know, for the, the internet fans that like to talk about work rate and and the, the internet loves because they're they're capable of anything cesaro could have a wrestlemania match with a broom i think cesaro mcintyre at wrestlemania in the bright lights in tampa bay whoo make me feel some kind of way vic that would be that would be really cool you talk about innovation and innovation and things inside the ring that would be one that there'd be no doubt when you take a look at the wrestlemania card for two nights again this year at wrestlemania what match is going to steal the show? What's the match the world's going to be talking about? What's the instant classic? You mentioned earlier about, you know, Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns, the one you'd go back to to watch every two years. It certainly would be Cesaro and Drew McIntyre. I don't hate that pick either. Enough of me and Vic running our mouths, blabbering incessantly. We want you guys to join the conversation. Use the hashtag after the bell. We want to know who you think 
will win the men's and women's Royal Rumble matches, respectively. Follow at After the Bell on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm at WWE Graves. Vic is at Vic Joseph WWE. If you're using Apple Podcasts, please, for the love of God, throw me all the stars. I need some protection here for when I get myself in trouble again. If you're using Android, ATB is on Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, or Google Podcasts so that you never, ever miss an episode. You can follow all of your favorite WWE podcast shows on the WWE Podcast Network at WWE Podcast on all social media platforms. I will be back next week. Vic, you you behave yourself. We'll be back. Vic Joseph, status ATB, TBD. See what I just did Uh, there? We're two peas. I'll be back next week with more wisdom, more vitriol, and more WWE after the bell.